someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night lunch this is a post watershed production good evening you shining stars Welcome to Late Night Large, where heliocentrism is rife. I am the greatest radio DJ in the known galaxy, Aaron Bliss. And next to me sits the man who claims Uranus, Saturn is Venus, a man who has his own orbit, Mike Large. Oh, you're an ass. You are a prick. Evening. We'd just like to say thank you very much for sticking with us through the first 25 shows of Late Night Large. Hope you've enjoyed it half as much as we have. And here's to the next 25, and we're beginning our 26th show, as we mean to go on. The theme tonight, Mike, is... Planets. Yes, we're going to discuss the eight major planets of um, our solar system. And we're going to mention Pluto Mike as well. Mike wants to have a quick shout-out to Pluto. Because when I was at school, we were always taught there was nine. And, and <laughs> it was the same for you, Pluto, but apparently they don't really cover that as much anymore because it's not a major planet no, no respect for dwarfs is there no. um well let's start my boy just ha- have a word with us about what the planets used to mean to you when you were a kid because i understand that used to be used to be of interest to you yeah i used to love the planets i used to uh i used to love learning about them at school things like that i say used to because although there was a time when i could name all of the planets and Pro- um, I think all of their moons as well, and, <laughs> and probably tell you something, a little something about their orbits. Uh, That's impressive. I, yeah, because it used to interest me. So I, you know, as as you do, you you tend to store more information about stuff that interests you. Now I probably struggle to name you the planets in in order. <laughs> in the correct order. Yeah, let alone um, tell you anything about them. Well, it's screwed up all those mnemonics, hasn't it, with Pluto being removed? It has, which is why I'm so keen for it to stay. Yeah. Involved in some way. Definitely. I will say mnemonics solve everything. It's amazing how they do. Pretty much anything you can think of. Maybe even, I don't know, neurosurgery. Uh, you know, there must be a way of just retaining, you know, visual elements or, or a visual um, scene in your head that hooks to each stage of whatever you have to yeah. remember. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they, they work for most people, don't they? Yeah, no, they're a brilliant way to remember things. So we just have to go cook up some... I'm sure the teachers of today will cook up some new mnemonics for the uh, the now officially reclassified... There probably are some. They've done it already, haven't they? They've I'm sure they have. I have to ask my little brother. See what's going yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. What's floating around the school scene these days. <laughs> See what his mnemonics are. OK, Mike, let's get straight into it then. Don't obviously... <laughs> obviously... For those of you who aren't aware, and if you're not aware, then I really do despair of the school system. We all know that the eight systems in order of orbit from the sun, Mike, are... Eight, eight systems? Sorry, eight planets, rather. No, the eight systems. <laughs> you knobhead. Go on. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, <laughs> and Neptune. And, of course, after that is Pluto. And the other dwarf planets, and the Mike. Other, the other dwarf as well. planets, but... 
We might get Pluto. a replacement mention. Pluto's the main dwarf planet. The, the main dwarf. I've decided. The biggie dwarf. Yes. Okay, so Mike Mercury. I mean, I always thought the planet is one of the reasons the planets are so cool is obviously they're named after Roman gods, which makes them sound very impressive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mercury was the Roman god of trade, thieves, and travel, and is known for being a messenger god with the, the winged sandals and such. But Mercury, as a planet, Mike, w- w- I mean, have you got... Do you remember anything, any sort of aspects of Mercury that you used to think were quite cool? Like I said, I struggled naming them then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, not really. Okay, well... Uh, did, did, you, did you remember it's the smallest? I did remember it was the smallest, the closest and the smallest, yeah. That's about what I can remember of Mercury, really. Okay. Uh, other fascinating facts. Teach me. has the highest eccentricity of orbit, which I believe means deviating from a perfect circle in its orbit. Oh, uh, well, of the major planets. Yeah, exactly, the the eight major planets. Uh, Pluto differs more. Do you know how much a, a Mercury year is? Any idea? I, uh, I don't think you have to be too intelligent to realise it's shorter than an Earth year. Oh, yeah. 88 days. Ah, oh, you son of a... You clearly said that before. Well no, I just... Uh, <clears throat> I'm just amazing. Godlike, some may say. Yeah, it completes it in the equivalent 88 Earth days, but it completes three rotations on its axis for every two orbits. So, yeah, it's a... Well, it makes you realise sort of how well-structured the Earth's... Uh, own sort of orbital system is it appears as a morning star and an evening star but it is much more difficult to see them from Venus and it's almost certain that it doesn't have any life on it uh, I don't think it's surface geology or, or and obviously being so close to the sun you'd have to be a pretty incredible being to survive those kind of temperatures I went to Mercury once and I bet you did yeah I survived well, oh did you okay yeah 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 no, you tr- tried to find your own civilization, didn't you? But failed miserably. They couldn't keep up with you. That's it. That is. Uh, there's a problem with with most women. Oh. Mercury, <laughs> Mer- Mercury, I believe, is a male Roman god. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't take gods to Mercury <laughs> to try and come up with my own. Oh, sorry. Okay. Come on. Probably nattered enough about Mercury. We've got um, an, we've it, got a few. We've got a few to, to get, get through. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it longer. But anyway. Mercury, very cool planet, but far too close to the sun for our for our liking. Anyway, tonight I've worked very hard behind the scenes to find us tracks that are related to all of the planets. We failed narrowly on uh, Jupiter and Uranus, <laughs> Uranus particularly. But here we go. This is this is the track relating to Mercury. Mercury is, of course, also the name for the chemical element, the only element that is, in fact. A liquid metal at room temperature, which is quite ironic, considering you'd probably have to be made of liquid metal to be able to survive on Mercury. Mike, we're moving on to Venus. Venus, indeed. Venus, of course, named after the legendary goddess, the Roman goddess of love and beauty. Such a beautiful, beautiful name for a planet, and yet such a horrible, horrible (laughs) reality. Mike, it's uh, it's said by some people. If you've ever looked at uh, photographs, as in you know, uh, astral um, space-based kind of photography of the planet's surface, I 
pretty pretty horrible. It it res- many people have said it resembles hell in that it's uh, extremely unbearably hot, inhospitable and volcanic. Yes, I believe hotter than Mercury, even though it's twice as far away. Uh, from very, the sun. Very good, Mike. And the other the other interesting thing about Venus is you wouldn't believe it from looking at it in the sky because Venus is almost completely coated in a thick blanket of clouds uh, which conceals its true nature until you've actually sent a, some kind of explorer onto the surface and see the horrible truth. Uh, it, can, it can have surface temperatures of over 460 degrees Celsius. That's pretty warm. And this is despite Venus being known as uh, Earth's sister planet, mainly because it was believed that apparently at one time it would have had similar conditions to that of Earth, including oceans. And it's pretty similar size. Yeah, there's a strong belief that there, that there was surface water, uh, but basically its biosphere acts completely different to ours, and it ex- had a hugely accelerated greenhouse effect where all of the water was evaporated and it, it didn't get chucked back at all. It just generated this huge, thick, atmospheric layer of cloud uh, which stifled all this incredible heat in, inside the planet. So depending on what you believe, kind of similar to what's happening to yeah, this planet. Yeah, that's true. But Very extremely slowly. accelerated. Yeah. Uh, other than the incredible heat of the planet, which obviously would make it completely inhospitable to us, the other problem with Venus's surface is, Mike, 92 times pretty, uh, atmospheric pressure. Oh, yeah, you get, you get crushed. You get crushed. You'd be crushed like a tin can. If, yeah, if well, you... a normal man. <laughs> Sorry, anyone other than Mike Large would be crushed like a tin can. Yeah, I've I've been to Venus as well. The the yeah the surface pressure got a pitch in town. I'm sure you have. The surface pressure is the equivalent to being about a kilometer under the surface of the ocean. Just to give you some kind of uh, reference there, yes. so it, it would be. You, it'd be certain death. It's it, not a very nice. Place it'd be a horrible, horrible death. It's. It doesn't look in any way hospitable to human activity at all. And it's amazing that it may have once had oceans, to be quite frank. But then it's Which more suggests that it may have once had life. There, there's a good possibility, obviously, because where there's water, there tends to be some kind of life. And obviously, eventually, a similar thing could end up happening to this planet. Uh, Who what knows? You, what do you, what do you mean? A billion like? years' time, Earth could be the next Venus. True. We could. Will, will, will there be another Earth? That's the that's the question. Maybe Mars will turn into Earth. Mars will turn into Earth. We'll all hop hop onto Mars. Yeah. And save, save ourselves. Earth will turn into Venus, and everyone on Mars will be like, "Oh Christ, I can't believe there was life on Earth. Look at it. It looks like hell." You got a point. Um, and their atmosphere also is um, is ninety six and a half percent carbon dioxide. So in case you're wondering about the inhospitable heat, the crushing pressure, <laughs> you actually wouldn't even be able to breathe. So it's it, it. The thing is, it looks so beautiful if you sit for a telescope or whatever because of the blanket cloud cover. It looks white and milky. Uh, it's got a lovely name, but in reality, it's a dry desert scape with erupting volcanoes everywhere. It is hell. It's ugly. It is. It ain't pretty. M- you might say like the uh, the goddess of love and beauty. Yeah. Gorgeous to look at originally, but underneath the surface, 
She hurts. She, she hurts like hell. <laughs> anyway, that was Venus. That the was wonderful Venus. Venus. And we all know what planet's coming next. Venus is the only planet in the solar system to be named after a female figure. She's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. Of course, now we're talking about the planet that we all inhabit. Planet Earth. Mike, any opening thoughts? No. <laughs> no. On the third rock from the sun? Third rock from the sun, yeah. I just hope that we can, uh, as a civilization, find some way to, to leave Earth. <laughs> That's got to be the uh, long-term project, hasn't it? Because You'd hope so, because... We all know that the sun's about halfway to its life cycle, and we're doing a pretty good job of destroying the planet ourselves. But if we don't destroy it before, then the the sun will. Yeah, so it's interesting because the, you know there were talk, there was been talk for many years, probably since the sixties and probably previous to that, about leaving the planet should it become or or be threatening to become uninhabitable. And of course, you know, the suggestion was we'd all hop it to Mars to to live on Mars instead when Mars develops an atmosphere or we helped it along developing an atmosphere. And of course, Arnie proved that there is an atmosphere on Mars. All you need to do is... Uh, Get just to Mars. <laughs> and all you need to do is uh, activate the underground uh, ice-melting technology mm. and and there we go so it's I, an inha- it's an inhabitable planet so i need to just go there like arnie did i mean we're pretty similar me and arnie i mean i could go and activate that and sort it out see you at the party richter see you at the party richter <laughs> get your so, <laughs> so earth it's the densest and the fifth You're largest the dentist. <laughs> oh very good it's the largest of the solar system's four terrestrial planets, terrestrial being made mainly of rock as opposed to gas giants like Jupiter. We, I'd hope that we all know the general beginnings of Earth, how we came about. To put it into context, basically, so many incalculable coincidences crashed together to form the, the perfect conditions for life to begin and, and for us eventually to get here. No, God created Earth and us. Sorry, of course. He created us from from the clay, um, made the first man and woman, you and who, <laughs> who else? Me and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Me and whoever. It, it doesn't matter, does it, Mike? Me and that bird whose name I can't remember. Exactly. Just like most of them. Her name's not important. No, it's not. What's <laughs> <laughs> important? Important is that I single-handedly populate the Earth. You are all my children. Anyway, Earth's crust is divided into several rigid segments or tectonic plates. Uh, about 71% of our surface is covered in saltwater oceans, uh, with the remainder consisting of continents and islands, which have together have many lakes and other sources of water that can contribute to the hydrosphere. Earth's poles are mostly covered with solid ice, the poles being... <laughs> Opposite ends of the planet that see the least sun uh, during the year, hence why they're the coldest. It interacts with other objects in space, especially the sun and moon. At present, Earth orbits the sun once every 366.26 times it rotates about its own axis, which is equal to 365.26 solar days, or one sidereal year. Earth's only known natural satellite, the moon, 
which began orbiting it about four and a half million years ago, provides ocean tides, stabilises the axial tilt, and gradually slows the planet's rotation. Anything yeah, else yeah. to add, Mike? No, other than, like, as much as, you know, I, I love the planet, I want to be involved in leaving it. <laughs> I It's never going to happen in our lifetime, but I want to go elsewhere. I, I want to. I, wanna... I don't know about you, but I'd like to send a few people into space. I'm jealous. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd like to send a few people With, to Venus. Without to be space suits, yeah. I'd love to tell a yeah tell a few people that they were moving to Mars and then just send them to Venus. Good job to Mars, and then exactly. send them to Venus and watch them burn. But I, 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 I'm quite envious of the future us's that will potentially get to uh, go elsewhere and and travel to different planets and. Start to colonize, colonize, colonize them, colonize and make them, slaves colonize. of the alien races. Yeah, make slaves of the alien races. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd like to think we could live in, we come in peace. You know. Yeah, don't worry, Mike. I'm sure you'll be alive to see the uh, planet of the apes. The Earth is not a perfect sphere; it's actually an oblate spheroid, thanks to a slight equatorial bulge. The difference between the equatorial and polar diameters. Gravity actually changes across the surface of the Earth. You weigh 0.5% more at the poles than at the equator. This gravity disparity is largely due to that equatorial bulge creating non-uniform distances from points on the planet's surface to the centre of the Earth and to the fact that the Earth spins. The oceans, which obviously cover almost 71% of the Earth's surface, contain close to 20 million tonnes of gold. The Earth's atmosphere is composed of five main layers, and the higher up you go, the thinner the atmosphere gets. That's why 75% of the atmosphere's mass is in the troposphere, the lowest layer in the place where weather occurs. The atmosphere is responsible for auroras, which occur when solar wind particles hit atoms in the upper atmosphere of the Earth, creating beautiful displays of light. Red and blue auroras are caused by the excitation of nitrogen atoms, while green auroras and brownish-red auroras are from the excitation of oxygen. The Earth's tectonic plates, which collide with each other and are responsible for everything from earthquakes to mountains being formed, also play a vital role in maintaining the planet's carbon balances, thus allowing life to thrive. Uh, we're talking about Mars now. We're the other side of Earth, and Mars being a delicious chocolate bar, as well as the planet that is most likely for us to colonise should Earth become uninhabitable probably due to our own actions. So Although not necessarily. Yes. But we won't dive into that. Yeah. And Mar uh, may I just say, Mike, can we please try and talk about this planet without referring Get to your ass to Mars. Total Recall? <laughs> no, I don't think we can. We can try, but yeah. I've already done it, so we failed. Oh. Anyway. Get your ass to Mars. Mike, do you think Correct. Mars has a do you think Mars has a a harsh reputation? I mean let me let mm. me put it this way. It's known as a bit of a hellish planet, and it's also named after the Roman god of war, which gives it an even more kind of hellish aura. It just makes it sound hard. Uh, yeah, and it's also known as the red planet, obviously, and red, as a planet goes, isn't particularly appealing, is it? No, but that's because of the iron oxide on the surface. <laughs> way, way, to read, way to read the autarky of Wikipedia, right? Yeah, so Mars, again a terrestrial planet with a with a thin atmosphere. The people that think that it may be an alternative planet that we could hop onto, 
It also has surface features reminiscent both of the impact craters of the moon and volcanoes, valleys, deserts, and polar ice caps of Earth. Yeah, so we could really what, get our ass to Mars. Uh, well, you never know. The yeah, lack of atmosphere is a big problem. Do you think there'll ever come a time when mankind would be able to potentially set in motion a series of events that could spark an atmosphere on Mars? Yes. Without use of alien technology, a la Total yes. Recall. Yeah, create our own. Yeah. I can, I can see it happening. Yeah, you, you think... Are you trying to say that mankind, who have obviously accomplished so much during their relatively short domin- uh, dominion on Earth, are you trying to tell me that man could feasibly restart a dead planet? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. How, how, like, you heard it here first. It, c- it can't be... Oh, okay. Now I'm going to sound like a real dick. I was going to say... <laughs> I, I was going to say it can't be that hard... Obviously, it's not easy to do. We probably already have done it. What I, what I mean is, like, I guess the the idea is fairly basic. I mean, we we know well, what we need, you and might, we you know what say, we need to do. Like, it's just well, yeah, you the might you, you, to do it. you might mock, but then you know, people mocked the idea maybe that we'd have something like electricity powering all of us, you know, many centuries ago people probably mocked the idea that we could discover so much of the solar system there are only a select few huge questions that man hasn't really been able to discover yet I mean you know the genesis of all life that's that's one thing we you know might never discover I don't know you might be right might I'm be always right definitely in reach liquid water can't exist on the surface of Mars yet no due, yeah due to its low atmospheric pressure except at the lowest elevations for short periods. The two ice caps that are on Mars appear to largely be made of water, and if the volume of water ice in the south polar ice cap, if it was melted, would be sufficient to cover the entire planetary surface to a depth of 11 metres. There you go. That is a pretty huge polar ice cap. That is a pretty huge polar ice cap. So you can see how Mars is very much... It has potential. A potential looker, yeah, of a planet. Yeah. And, of course, it's where the idea of aliens is derived, really, Martians. Yeah, exactly. Little green men from Cause Mars. Because that's, that's the other thing that, that mankind dreams of, isn't it? Not being alone in the solar system. Having another intelligent being be able to contact us. And Mars, realistically would be that planet that would be most likely to harbour those kind of specimens, do you think? Some life. I mean, certainly nothing like humans. Not anymore. So you don't think intelligent beings? Do you think? No. So you think it well, it's it, like simple, maybe, single-celled organisms? or Yeah. we Surely we'd know if it... From the from what we've gathered, the intelligence we've gathered about Mars, yeah, we, a, surely we'd yeah, know. Assume, we'd be able to see them there. Yeah, but that's assuming that, you know, we are as superior as we think we are. Anyway, well, they're choosing to stay hidden from us. Well, why not? If they're that, if if they they would be, you know, superior to us, that'd be what they do probably. Well, they need to. But yeah, we're here, and what? Maybe they can tell the future, right? And maybe, all right, they've seen Total Recall. They know what happens. Maybe. I'd like to think so. We'll be right back.
Get yours to Mars. A Mars a day helps you work, rest and play. We're, well, we've gone through the terrestrial planets. We're now on to discover to, to discussing even. The, it's easy for you to say. It, it was almost easy for me to say. The gas giants, Mike. The gas giants. We're going to discuss quick uh, in this section Jupiter and Saturn. So Jupiter, Mike, is the uh, Muck. largest. It is mucking massive. <laughs> well said. It it's it's grotesquely huge. Jupiter. That's what she said. Oh. No. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, Jupiter is named after the Roman god of Jupiter. everything. The Roman god Jupiter of everything, which is the equivalent of God the Creator or Zeus in Greek mythology. Mike, being a gas giant with a mass one thousandth that of the sun, but two and a half times the mass of all the other planets in the solar system combined, what can you say about Jupiter that hasn't been said already? So, other than it's mucking facet, yes. Uh, well, it has that uh, red spot thingy on it, doesn't it? The big old jobby. What is that? What is that about? Uh, that that big jobby. You know the big old jobby. You um, know the one, the big spot eye thing. The, what the black dot? No. Is that, you know you, you s- big girl. The you're the planetary expert. Tell me. Was. <laughs> I've forgotten. I used to, I used to know kind of what it was about. The big old red eye thingy, oh, swirly see, eye yeah. thing on. Is it? Isn't what that is just that? a combination of the gases? Because obviously it's not known to have any particular surface. No, it's a gas giant. It's a big, massive ball of gas. The best known feature of Jupiter is the great red spot. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the one you didn't know what it was on about. Oh, it's a persistent anticyclonic storm. Duh. That is actually larger than Earth. The red spot's larger than Earth. Wow, that's it's a big old storm. That is a hell of a storm, and Jupiter is is a very beautiful planet. And is there a was I right in suggesting that there there was whispers of potential life? What on Jupiter? Yeah, was did I read that about Jupiter? Possibility of life. Really? Now, not having a surface, obviously, it would be. That they were discussing the potential of, uh, I think, sort of marine, kind of marine-based life, because I think there is known to be some water somewhere on Jupiter, which would make sense with all the gases colliding and what have you. But remember, Jupiter may have a surface somewhere; it's just not discernible at the moment, and it may have a core as well. Anyway, it's a, it's a mm. bit of a mystery. It's a it's a really strange-looking planet, and like you say, it has that big red eye. Well, that's Saturn, Mike, because Saturn is absolutely, again, enormous, although it's slightly dwarfed by its big brother Jupiter. Mm, but it's a hell of a lot bigger than that. Yeah, it's named after the Roman god Saturn, who I believe was the god of agriculture and other things like that. And Indeed. Which, which might explain the fact that its, uh, its astronomical symbol represents uh, Saturn's sickle, which might explain you know the the appearance of the planet because obviously Saturn is most well known for the rings. invisible rings around it. Mike, what do you know about these rings? I love a good ring, as you know. Uh, I heard you you love a big swollen ring, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has a ring system. Ring. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> ring system no. consists of nine continuous main rings and three discontinuous arcs, composed mostly uh, mostly of ice particles with a small amount of rocky debris and dust. 
stolen words straight out of my mouth. Okay. It, th- are there lots of moons in there? Is that is that part of the uh, the rings? I believe Saturn has moons, but we didn't mention Jupiter's, did we? How many moons? Jupiter has like seven moons, I think. I seem to remember. Did, seven? Doesn't one have an atmosphere? Did it say one had an atmosphere? It's got a. It's got a. What Jupiter? Yeah, Jupiter. Yeah, it's got Jupiter a big. Moons. It's got a big one of them's. Oh, I wish I could remember their bloody names now. It's annoying, you know, when you know something, yeah. and then you'll like, clear. You'll think about it next week. Yeah, he'll come, it'll, to it'll come back to me. But yeah, it's uh, it's got some big old uh, big old moons. Well, uh, Saturn being a gas giant, it consists of hydrogen uh, mainly, which becomes a non-ideal liquid when the density is, is above it? a certain whatever. Yeah, yeah, but does it have moons as well? I'm sure. Or does it? What well, Saturn? It? Yeah, uh, I'm sure. It, I'm sure. It, uh, cloud layers, sure uh, cloud pattern, magnetosphere, orbit rotation, planetary rings. Oh, moons of Saturn, there we go. Has at least 62 moons. Yeah. Fantastic. That, 53 yeah, of which have formal names. And its largest Titan. being the Magnificent Titan. Comprises more than 90% of the mass in orbit around Saturn, including the rings. And it, I, oh, I, I have actually heard of all these moons. Yeah, Titan, Rhea, all very glorious Roman mythologi- mythological names. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, we'd better move on from... Uh, from those two gas giants because they as magnificent as they may be we are running a little short on time so this is a representation of Jupiter and Saturn squished together but Saturn yeah Saturn 5 sadly for all those who believe in ultimate ambition Jupiter won't ever become a star Enormous gravity creates heat and pressure inside a star, so that atoms of hydrogen are fused together to create helium, releasing heat in the process. Jupiter, sadly, would need more than 70 times its current mass to stand any chance of igniting nuclear fusion. As for Saturn, there could be life, not on the planet, but on a nearby moon, Enceladus. NASA's Cassini spacecraft recently discovered ice geysers blasting out of Enceladus's southern pole. This means that some process is keeping the moon warm enough that water can remain a liquid underneath the surface. And whenever we find liquid water on Earth, for instance, we find life. We're heading into the, the home straight now, discussing the last two gas-stroke ice giants, whatever you want to call them. Uranus. <laughs> uh, Uranus and Neptune. Mike, first of all, Uranus. Known as... Nice enough. I don't really want to talk about Uranus, but... Uh, don't lie. <laughs> Uranus, of course, always mocked as the planet that, no matter how you pronounce it, is pretty embarrassing. You either pronounce it Uranus, in which you refer, you refer to your ass, or Uranus, in which you refer to piss. So, whichever way you want to pronounce it, it's a pretty filthy planet. But, uh, it's a bit harsh. Anyway, Uranus is actually... Pretty. <laughs> Uranus is actually weird, Mike, because it, weird. It's, it's named after a Greek god as opposed to a Roman god. Like... Uh, because... Uh, like Saturn and Jupiter. Because I think the uh, the Roman equivalent is Celus, or, or something, however you pronounce that. Um, Uranus was the father of uh, the equivalent to Saturn and uh, the uh, grandfather of the equivalent to Jupiter, as well as being the son and husband of Gaia, Mother Earth. (laughs) That's pretty weird. 
Yeah, that's that's in, takes inbreeding to a new level, doesn't it? Planetary scale. It's the first planet discovered by telescope. Did you know? I did not know. And it was generally mistaken for a star before then, mm. because uh, it's so bright in the sky. I think it's. Uh, I think it's like. I think it's like the brightest one. I'll Uranus. take your. I'll take your. Uh, I'll take your word for that. I'm mind. pretty sure it is the brightest one. It's got 27 known moons. I, do, do, I knew I had moons. Do you remember that? I didn't remember how many moons. No. And the uh, atmospheric makeup is molecular hydrogen and helium mainly. So you'd have a good time on that planet. Yeah, it's blue. It, it's cyan. I think it's it's described as cyan. You know. And I think I I could make myself sound like a real twat now. But <laughs> go I, ahead, man. <laughs> hey, I do it every Don't, week. Why well, change the habit of a lifetime? No, I think. I remember why it looks so pretty in blue. Go on. Cyan. Uh, whatever. You know what you were you were talking about what it's made up of? Yeah. Like hydrogen. Yeah. And what else is it? He, uh, molecular hydrogen <clears throat> and helium, mainly. I think also it contains a lot of methane. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, I think if I right, remember, I... reflect absorbs like red light and reflects the blue light which I is think, why it appears I think you're, yeah no I, I think I did read that as well I think you're right there so yeah but yeah. again it's it's no more cyan Neptune is the blue one oh, whatever man but you know what I'm saying the blue the other really interesting color. thing about it's windy <laughs> yes very it's windy. windy not as windy as Neptune though I seem yeah. to remember yeah, I remember hearing Uranus was windy. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, going to make a, a joke like that, but yeah. But one, yeah, one more fascinating fact about Uranus is also: do you know the uh, the surface temperature is very close to absolute zero, negative two hundred and twenty-four degrees Celsius. It's pretty chilly. It's only about fifty degrees off absolute zero. I'm gonna take a coat. <laughs> so Neptune, Mike. Finally, Neptune, the last actual planet in the solar system, named after the god, the god of the, of the sea. Yeah, or Poseidon, obviously, is the, the equivalent in Greek. Aye. Again, 80% hydrogen, 90% helium atmospheric. 13 moons, like Uranus, like you just said, well done, Mike. Absorption of red light by methane, mainly. Boom. Con- contributes to how how blue it is, how gorgeously deep blue. Just a pretty face. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure if it's the only planet to be this, but it's actually completely invisible to the naked eye, Neptune. It's not possible to see without telescopic assistance which is a shame because it's pretty it's a very beautiful planet and again it has rings like all the other gas giants I mm. think oh I forgot to mention about Uranus's rings yeah it's it does it's not okay upright like the planets on its side so the rings go like if you imagine looking at, at Saturn obviously its rings are on a bit of a tilt but they go generally from left to right it goes from like up to down as you would look at it yeah like, th- like a hamburger with yeah. a filling coming out, yeah. But obviously, like, the other way, Uranus. And I think that's... It's the opposite way. It's, yeah. I, they think it... I think it's something to do with uh, maybe colliding with something. I think it's been knocked off its axis. Okay. Forever and ever. Oh, no, yeah, another thing we forgot to mention as well. Earth is the only planet not to be named after Greek or Roman mythological figures. So there you go. Earth mm. is special in more ways than one. Yeah, Mike, uh, it's been it's been a fascinating discussion on the planets. Indeedy, I've enjoyed it and I've learnt a lot. That's what she said. <laughs> you wish. I wish. A day on Uranus is only about seventeen hours, but the tilt of it works out so that one pole or the other is usually pointed towards the sun. This means that a day at the North Pole of Uranus lasts half of a Uranian year, 
which is 84 Earth years. So, if you could stand on the North Pole of Uranus, you would see the sunrise in the sky, circle around for 42 years, and finally dip down below the horizon. Followed, of course, by 42 years of darkness. As for the dreamlike Neptune, if you thought that Neptune itself was cold, which it is, its moon Triton is about as cold as you can imagine. It's the largest of Neptune's 13 moons, and the only one with enough mass and gravity to put itself into a sphere. In fact, it's the 7th largest moon in the whole of the solar system. Temperatures on the surface of Triton can dip down to only 38 degrees Kelvin, or negative 235 degrees Celsius. I shall go to uh, to sleep tonight dreaming of Uranus. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll go to sleep dreaming of your Venus. Before we start plumbing depths that oh. are lower than Uranus's temperature, and it'll get deep. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll say good night. So from the from the marvels of the cosmos, late night large bids you good night. Oh, Pluto. God. Pluto as Bloody well. Pluto. Yes, Pluto, dwarf planet, but Mike loves it.